0: Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact.
1: Hi, I'm Christine Newman, and I manage SG Engage. Giving Tuesday, the annual global day of giving that happens the Tuesday after the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday, will be on December 1st this year, just under two months away. Obviously, it's been a year full of challenges and changes, but your organization can still incorporate strategies to help you leverage Giving Tuesday as the kickoff to the year-end giving season. I'm here today with Stephanie Thomas, a principal peer-to-peer consultant at Blackbaud, to talk about how you can successfully engage supporters to raise revenue and awareness toward your mission. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. What a treat to be here. We are so glad to have you share your expertise.
0: So to start off, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself and your experience? Absolutely. I got my, my kicks in the nonprofit space when I was much, much younger. Um, I actually worked for a small nonprofit based in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was run by two women. And I just remember being baffled by how only two people could get so much done. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to the do more with less and an approach to fundraising that requires people to get a little bit scrappy and to work with what you've got. And from that, I transitioned to Blackbaud. So I've been here about 10 years with the vast majority of my experience in supporting organizations with their digital fundraising efforts, more specifically through various peer-to-peer fundraising solutions. I'm excited to talk to everyone about leveraging peer-to-peer fundraising with Giving Tuesday this year because it was actually the first, um, I'm going to call it accidental because I didn't quite know that what I was doing at the time was a thing, but it was my first accidental DIY fundraising experience as a consumer or as a participant. Uh, and it was a really enlightening and fulfilling way to engage with a cause that I cared a lot about. And since then, I just continue to encourage organizations to drive supporter engagement through peer-to-peer fundraising. More specifically right now, I work with a lot of organizations who use our free peer-to-peer fundraising tool called Blackboard Peer-to-Peer Fundraising powered by Just Giving.
1: Awesome. Well, we are so excited to benefit from all of your expertise. So, kind of let's level set with why is peer to peer fundraising a strong strategy for Giving Tuesday, especially this year?
0: This is such a good question. And uh, we actually surveyed over with, with our Just Giving team. We actually ran a survey earlier this year for individuals who were fundraising on our platform. And we found that there had been a huge increase in do it yourself fundraising pages. So, Individuals who are wanting to advocate on behalf of missions they care about uh, and it's more um, self-selected, it's not necessarily associated with like a formal event. And in that survey, 38% of those individuals said that it was the first time they had fundraised online and 87% were likely or very likely to fundraise online again. And I think that really speaks to the temperature of our communities, of of the individuals in the world and how they're feeling. People are really eager to show their support still, even though it might look a little bit different than how it has in the past. And peer-to-peer is a strong contender to couple with end of year, more specifically Giving Tuesday because of, of two core elements, I'll say that really run strongly through the DNA of what true peer-to-peer fundraising is. And the first element is that by adding individual fundraisers who will ask their community for a gift on behalf of your organization, you're amplifying your voice. So congrats, you just brought in 20 or 50 or 100 new megaphones that are practically standing on the virtual street corner, highlighting your mission and reaching individuals that You would have never met or probably never come into path with before so many of those of the organizations i work with are hesitant to get involved in giving tuesday or maybe they've tried before and they're just not quite impressed by their results and the main reason could have been a marketing struggle and kind of getting outside of the noise of giving tuesday and I think peer-to-peer fundraising offers new channels. That's that's white space for you. And it's, it's space that you can go and take and be at the ready for. Uh, the second core piece of the DNA, I would say, is around supporter engagement. More so this year than any other year, we're facing folks who have been furloughed, who have been let go, who are stressed at home trying to juggle jobs and virtual learning, uh, who haven't left their homes in a lot of months and have some pent-up energy. And so perhaps, you know, you as an organization, you, maybe you hosted an in-person event every year, or you had volunteers come on site to serve, or your donors got FaceTime, and then they were able to make larger contributions. Well, COVID-19 has really flipped all of that upside down. And I think by incorporating peer-to-peer fundraising, you're able to create some opportunity to drive engagement and meet people where they are in a way that they feel most comfortable. And, and not to mention, everyone is far more capable of doing things online now than maybe they were six months ago. They're using new tools. They're engaging in new ways. Uh, so when they feel safe and comfortable and capable, they're more likely to participate. Maybe they can't give, you know, $250 like they did last year, but I bet you they could raise it. And perhaps they don't feel comfortable volunteering on, on site, but I bet you they could donate their network for a peer-to-peer page. And maybe they can't give you that $10,000 gift like they they could last year, but they might be able to offer a $5,000 matching gift that you can leverage on your peer-to-peer campaign with Giving Tuesday to really drum up even more enthusiasm.
1: That's fantastic. And that leads very nicely into my next question for you about what are the different ways that social good organizations can leverage peer-to-peer fundraising tools?
0: Yeah, peer-to-peer is all about fostering community, articulating urgency, and it oftentimes facilitating a little friendly competition to drum up some interest and really effective results. So Giving Tuesday is such a a core application, right, because it is a time-sensitive giving event that is uh, designed for both individual engagement and fundraising. I think it's probably good just in case we've got any listeners who aren't as familiar with peer-to-peer fundraising. I, I want to take the opportunity to debunk a little bit of jargon. So Great. peer-to-peer fundraising, uh, you know, really, this is just a page that simply allows your individuals, your constituents, your ambassadors, your employees, your corporate partners. It can be anybody. So it allows them to create an individual fundraising page on your behalf so they can go and solicit gifts from their friends and family and coworkers, their community. Crowdfunding is another buzzword you'll hear around this space. And that's really simply when you raise money through a large number of donors who often give smaller actual gift amounts. So gifts of 10, 20, 30, 50, $100. Peer-to-peer fundraising as a whole is typically considered a type of crowdfunding because you'll have an individual like Christine who has a page And Christine's reaching out to her network. And so she's getting gifts of $25, $50, $100, $250. So that means that these pages, to be really effective, they have to have a strong visual element in order to drum up excitement and support your fundraisers. And that means pages need to have goals and progress track towards that goal. Uh, we like to see who the donors are or who the fundraisers are, what their faces look like, why they're participating, what they think about the efforts. And we really want the page to feel alive with updates and videos and pictures, all of that articulating why we should give or why we should participate as a, as a viewer or someone who's landed on that page. Um, ultimately, the ways that social good organizations can leverage peer-to-peer fundraising tools, it has to be easy. It has to be mobile friendly. And most importantly, it has to be fun. This is not your average donation form. (laughs) This has to be a a virtual experience of some sort uh, that really gets people coming back to that page time after time, most likely to see how things are progressing or if the next match has been unlocked or if their team is beating the other team or if they've raised more than the other individual.
1: Fantastic. And it sounds like there's, Uh, like education that organizations can do with their peer-to-peer fundraisers as well, just to kind of help them have the most successful pages if they're creating pages to raise money.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, we talk a lot on my team about how here we have this great call to action to individuals to raise, you know, vast amounts of money, but uh, some teams, some nonprofits, they're even challenged to get their own development teams to raise vast amounts of money. And theoretically, the development teams are, are trained and equipped with the skills. And so there's got to be an application of taking what you know in fundraising, you the nonprofit, you you are the expert in this space, and finding ways to coach and encourage your supporters, your fundraisers to apply those same best practices. So things like offering them A sample letter for how to ask for a donation or sample verbiage about what your mission does and why it's making a difference in the community. Sample pictures can be really helpful as well. Just preparing them with some collateral so that they can stay both on brand, on message, on point, but most importantly, they can feel really supported by you as an organization that's going to not only make this particular effort more successful, but it's really going to set the stage and set the precedent for them so they know, okay, next time around, if I want to donate my birthday or or my wedding, or I want to just advocate for the cause um, on my own, I feel really confident I can do so and be really successful. That's great advice. So can... Talk a little
1: bit about the importance of stewarding donors and supporters after Giving Tuesday. You know, so we have Giving Tuesday, December 1st, but then December 2nd, what
0: do you do? (laughs) For sure. I think the biggest takeaway is to acknowledge that if someone gives a gift to an individual, then they do so because the individual asked them, not necessarily because they have a strong affinity for your organization. And sometimes that can be a a tough pill to swallow, especially if you think of yourself as being a very prominent organization in your community or very well known. But the statistics prove to us that one in four donors give for the very reason of knowing the individual who has asked them. And the stats on giving to an organization are closer to one in 2000 give because the organization has asked them. So you have to really acknowledge the value that these individuals offer your organization and your brands and recognize that there might be a little bit of work for you to do to bring that donor into the fold as a part of your family. So while the strategy might not change too much for these first-time donors as if I was a first-time donor to your donation form or some other route, I think the context really should change. So uh, you've got to recognize and acknowledge how they've given to the individual. Maybe you pull a quote from that person's page for why they support your nonprofit, um, Or at the very least, you say, instead of thank you for giving to our organization, you say, thank you for giving to Christine's page as she fundraised for us on Giving Tuesday. You know, this Giving Tuesday, we were able to raise X amount and make this much of a difference. And that's really going to help them feel seen by you. And it's really going to help you uh, foster that relationship so that they start to build that connection with you as an organization.
1: Fantastic. So it sounds like there's two stewardship strategies that organizations need to be thinking about. One, with the people who are fundraising on their behalf and making sure that those people feel important and appreciated, um, you know, kind of after that, that day after the campaign, and then, you know, this other strategy of how do they talk to, how does an organization talk to the new donors that these peer-to-peer fundraising campaigns have attracted?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to treat them as two separate segments. And again, you may just be taking some of the baseline retention strategies or, or stewardship strategies that you have and, just adding a bit of a flair for this application. But with fundraiser stewardship, it's uh, it's really important to note that second and third year fundraisers raise more than first timers, which, which makes sense. They feel more confident. They know how to do it. So just as you want to retain donors for the lifetime giving potential of that individual to think and consider your fundraisers as a retainment audience because of the lifetime fundraising they can solicit on your behalf, not to mention they're bringing in all of those new donors. You're able to acquire folks at a very inexpensive rate and foster those relationships. Uh, th- there's a ton of untapped potential there. In our survey that I had mentioned we ran earlier this year, we found that one in three fundraisers were willing to raise money for the organizations again. So, you know, it's not a guarantee. You have to win them over. You have to surprise and delight them with great technology and, and awesome support. But there is an audience there ripe for the picking that if you, if you retain them, uh, it, it's an incredible opportunity. Great. So
1: um, before we wrap up, um, you've given so much great advice and insight already. Is there anything that we haven't talked about, any other advice that you have for organizations as they're looking at setting out on their Giving Tuesday strategy?
0: Uh, Yes. (laughs) I think one of the biggest heartbreaking moments I have when I'm talking with with nonprofits who are trying to incorporate peer-to-peer in general, whether it's applying it to Giving Tuesday or not, is they seem to think that if they build it, this, uh, you know, they will come. This type of programming will just sort of happen because all the people want to do this. And so they are going to know where to find me. They're going to know how to participate and they're going to know how to do this successfully. And unfortunately, that is just not quite the case. Um, Fundraisers, you know, again, they oftentimes don't have training in how to be good and effective fundraisers. And donors don't necessarily have that pre-existing relationship with your organization. Um, so you you really do have to have a, a strong marketing efforts. Um, you really do have to have a strong coaching program for those individuals who are volunteering their time and their network for you. Uh, and just knowing that it's of it's really simple, like just encouraging them to update their personal picture on their page can bring in like, like 14% more donations wow. and yeah. And, and sharing it or adding a goal, I think doubles the page value. So, um, peer to peer is, is about having those little bite size sort of competitive advantages, I guess you could say, or personalizing that experience. And, and you have to really be thoughtful about how you're going to train your stre- your staff, your fundraisers, you know, all the best practices around marketing through multi-channel engagement all of that's going to come together to have a really strong and effective community impact. Fantastic.
1: That's great advice. And I know that you also recently led a webinar about engaging supporters for Giving Tuesday. So we will link to that in the show notes so our listeners can benefit
0: from even more of your expertise. Yes, I am around. So we have a couple more webinars uh, for this end of year. And then we also have a bunch of webinars around using blackbud peer-to-peer fundraising card by just giving. So I love brainstorming this kind of stuff and talking through ideas. And I just always am trying to encourage organizations, now's the time to, to take the risk. If you haven't yet, uh, go ahead and test it out. This is a really um, low risk way or application, especially with Giving Tuesday, to, to try out peer-to-peer if you haven't yet.
1: Awesome. Well, we will definitely link to those webinars. BlackBot also has a free Giving Tuesday toolkit that we'll make sure to, to link to in the show notes as well, in addition to any other helpful resources um, that we kind of think that might be useful to you. So thanks so much, Stephanie, for coming on the podcast. It has been a fantastic conversation. I know our listeners are going to get so much um, from this. So thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for listening and we will see you next week.